took an unexpected unplanned break but don't worry we have a lot of excuses <laughs> i was out of town a couple weekends i ran out of movies that i had seen actually that that's my for new ones to come out my dark secret everyone is that i've only seen about 50 movies <laughs> and i talked about all of them already <laughs> so sorry you had to watch a couple more yeah so now that i've seen more actually we're not even going to talk about movies that we've already seen, at least for the most part. Well, I got we got plenty to talk about. Yeah, but I partly we want to talk about movies that have yet to come out. Yeah, uh, you wanted to talk about a couple of them. Yes. Uh, first, let's just get right into it. Yeah. This uh, raunchy Muppets movie. <laughs> uh, okay. The Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders. I'm seeing a lot of ads for this. I think. The internet knows that I want to see Muppet content. Yeah. But before we get into that, maybe we should explain the fact that they're not Muppets, even though they are. It's technically they're kind of Muppets because I think Brian Henson is producing. Yeah. So Jim Henson Company, founded by Jim Henson, invented Sesame Street, The Muppets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Fraggle Rock, yep. etc., and then they and then they sold a bunch of them to Disney to Disney one of which was the Muppets yes so so the Happy Time Murders is not under the Disney umbrella like the Muppets are now yeah but and, Brian Henson's been developing it for like fifteen years or something and crazy they can't like that. technically call them Muppets right yeah. yep and they actually got sued by Sesame Street for saying all street no Sesame or something like that oh yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> Sesame Street sued them and they lost. Yeah, which is kind of funny because Sesame Street is like, well, did HBO, HBO buy them? Yeah. Technically? Because yep. at first it was sold to like a non-profit organization, right? Yeah. To make Sesame Street. Children's Television Network. Yeah. So it's like, boy, to get sued by them, I feel like it's pretty weird. But yeah, a little strange. Yeah. It's so just... it's basically Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They just remade Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Cool. You did it. Good job, guys. <laughs> but with Muppets. <laughs> And then you made it dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's so, it makes me so mad because yeah. it's, I think Brian Henson essentially learned nothing from his dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's How old is Brian Henson at this He's point? Probably as old as Jim was when he died, I hate to say He's it. He's like in his like 50s for sure, He's right? At least late 40s. And he's been running the show since like the 1991. 90s. 1991? Yep. So, yeah. Uh... It's so stupid, <laughs> but let me get into why it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid because what makes the Muppets good, or what makes any sort of like that puppet thing good. What? Let's just talk about what makes Roger Rabbit good. There you go. Okay, what makes Roger Rabbit good is that, yes, it is funny to put these cartoons or these puppets mm-hmm. into an adult environment, mm-hmm. but it ruins the joke when you make it explicit. Yeah. And not just explicit in the sense of, like, actual explicit parts yeah, of the yeah, movie, yeah. but, Cursing. like, yeah, but, like, it, it makes it explicit when you hit the nail on the head too yeah. much you need yeah. to like dancing around it makes it more interesting mm-hmm. like it's funny that in roger rabbit uh he has this beautiful 
woman that is dating him and they the euphemism they say is that they play patty cake together yeah that's funny yeah it's not funny if you actually show puppets having sex in the trailer for the movie yeah that ruins it yeah it's no well and it's and it's also like in roger rabbit they do cartoon things and they react to the world as if they are cartoon in how they would react in a cartoon yeah and this just seems like this could have been any character but like oh but they're also soft puppets right right exactly like it doesn't mean anything and i know they like make jokes and stuff i here's the thing we haven't seen the movie yeah we're not gonna see the movie we're not gonna see it it's, the trailer looks dumb. It's just not looking good. Well, and it seems like it's entirely built on this shtick, which is kind of a one-note gag of yeah. like, haha, they're they're puppets, but they're puppets. You yeah, know? but they're puppets <laughs> yeah. is exactly it. Yeah, uh, don't want to watch it. What do we want to see come out of the Jim Henson universe? Are they still going to make a Fraggle Rock movie? Are we going to get to see more Fraggle Rock? They've rumored about it forever, but I don't know if I. If anything, I would assume they would just reboot the TV show. Yeah. Are they going to make more Farscape? Uh, no. Ah. Farscape's no go. <laughs> Farscape's They are dead. doing another Dark Crystal mini TV series. Interesting. That's what the Henson Company's doing at the moment. Okay. Or for Netflix. They're doing yeah. a 10-episode thing for Netflix because... So I actually talked to that one of the guys that is writing the tie-in books. Oh, yeah. And he said that he got to go down and write an episode... Of the Netflix show, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He said that the head of Netflix, his like his favorite movie is The Dark Crystal. Nice. And so he pretty much just gave them all of the money they wanted to awesome. essentially recreate it. That's but, one of the best case scenario. Yeah, right? That's crazy. And I'm not, <laughs> not even that big a fan of The Dark Crystal. Uh-huh. I like the creature designs and stuff. And I hated the skexis as a kid the mm-hmm. weird vulture dudes mm-hmm. that sounded awful yeah they like yep. s- literally scared me yeah they were pretty in gross. a way that like many things didn't so <laughs> yeah but it's cool that they're doing it yeah. so i don't know i guess my dream is that they would just the muppet show would have gone on for 40 years instead of- <laughs> yeah nah i don't know i mean it seems like the whole company seems fairly kind of reactionary at this point well yeah it's they're oh the only thing that the muppets can never comment on anymore is their own legacy which is a real bummer like they're not really making any big jumps yeah that's what the the muppets the 2011 one with jason siegel Mm -hmm. that's what that whole thing was about like remember when the muppets were good (laughs) was essentially the subtitle of that movie (laughs) yeah that's so kind of bleak and and then like and then the tv show that they did was essentially just a reaction to the fact that it's like, wow, wouldn't it be... It was essentially Happy Time Murders. It was like, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be crazy if we made Fozzie go in like a serious relationship with a human? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. And everyone hated it. Yeah. Or like, wouldn't it be funny if we made a big deal about like Kermit and Miss Piggy breaking up? Yeah. If it was like the tabloids or whatever. There's a way to do that, but it needs to be like... I don't know. It needs to play off the strengths of the Muppets. Which is that they're like vaudevillian, over-the-top characters. It's not real life. They can't be real. They're puppets. (laughs) And And even on top of them being puppets, they're also like weird entertainment people. Yeah, they're all... That's that's what I'm saying. They're in vaudeville. They're all all from the Catskills, and they all like tell bad (laughs) puns to people on vacation. I feel like that's part of what the bit got lost, was that... When the Muppet Show came out, that yeah. style of comedy was already out. Yeah, exactly. It was they, they like were a throwback, 
almost like sarcastic. Like a variety thing. show is a weird thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like they still they had variety shows on TV, yeah, but it was like the Gong Show. Yeah. Or Star was, Search or yeah. something like that. It wasn't like we're gonna put on a show and all these patrons in the audience that paid good money to see us are gonna And love it, it wasn't so earnest anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the biggest thing, is that all the Muppets like this is what they want to do. And so yeah. anytime that And you, they're all very like naive about like stardom and like yeah, all that kind of stuff. They want start they want that to be the thing. So like you can have your you can have the Muppets like you can have Miss Piggy be really into Instagram. That's yeah. fine. But as long as she's naive about what she's actually getting out <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> you can't be like... The, I think, honestly, the 90s probably ruined the Muppets because uh, sarcasm is kind of the enemy of earnestness. Mm. And they were this. They had to go through that weird phase. And then the, they, no one knew what to do with them in like the 2000s. Yeah. And then the 2011 Muppets movie was just like a little twee, kind of. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of back to like the happy earnestness of yeah. we're putting on a musical, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't quite Rodney Dangerfield enough, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to know that they're they're getting no respect. Yeah, I feel like even when you talk about it, the sarcasm kind of ruining it. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like with like a lot of like the Disney stuff. Yeah, about how they also kind of went through a rough patch at the, at like the end of the nineties. Yeah, where and then it, they kind of needed to come back with it as being like, oh, we know that like all the Disney princess stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and they had to kind of make a bunch of movies that are like reacting to their we own know brand. Yeah, we know it's reductionist to have a princess yeah. get saved by a prince, so this princess is going to save so herself. Had, yeah, so they had to go against their own brand, you know, like yeah. a bunch of movies in a row. Yep, and I don't know if the Muppets can survive that well or if maybe they're just, just not popular enough to even have the chance to do it yeah their brand isn't well known enough for that to even yeah like everyone yeah. knows them but there aren't yeah. people who are like i'll go see a muppet movie yeah or people who like really could tell you what the muppet show is all about yeah for sure i mean we are probably in the top 0.1 percent of people <laughs> who would philosophize on oh, the yeah. muppets in general oh yeah top 0.1 percent of muppet interests yeah exactly <laughs> even among muppet people we're well within the top 10 yeah, percent yeah we're not like collecting figurines or anything no but, but i feel like the people who collect muppet figurines probably don't think about the muppets no they probably just they're just like, like i love animal them. i relate yeah. to animal yeah uh, Gonzo, what a weird dude, right? <laughs> ha yeah, chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Which, actually, that also reminds me of the thing that... Why the Happy Time Murders, I think, is inherently weird to me, is that Gonzo was as close as the old Muppets would get to this kind of thing, in the sense that Gonzo was, like, openly sexual in a weird way. Yes. But his bit, starting in The Great Muppet Caper became that he was attracted to chickens. Well, right, because it, it started off as just, he's exceptionally weird. He's super and that weird. Was, and the, the chicken thing was like a one-off joke. Yeah, one-off bit that like he was supposed to be photo- uh, taking pictures of like this active crime that was happening, but he was right. distracted by this chicken. Yeah. And he's just taking a bunch of pictures of the chicken. And they turned it into like him having like a chicken girlfriend. Right, Camilla. <laughs> yeah, and it got very That's weird. That's right, I know the name of Gonzo's <laughs> chicken girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, but like even that, the whole joke there wasn't that like, wouldn't it be funny if there was like a sexual Muppet? Yeah. The joke was Gonzo's really weird. Yeah, totally. And actually there's another sexual Muppet. I can't believe I'm saying this more than once. (laughs) 
But uh, Animal, that that was his whole thing is that he would always chase after the ladies because he was oh, he was a yeah. rock drummer, you know. He was based on Keith Moon and like yeah. all those other guys were based on different musicians. Yeah, so. yeah. He kind of loses his mind. When yeah, he totally. A yeah, human, a human non muppet woman man, on the whoa, set. Oh man, yeah. yeah. So that I mean, they do that. They they hit those, and I mean, even in the Great Muppet Caper, the Great Muppet Caper is just a good one for this, yeah. uh, where you have Charles Grodin just uh, absolutely obsessed with Miss Piggy. Yeah. To the consternation of literally every other person in the movie. Yeah. And even that, they they play it straight. Yeah, that's what's so good about it. There's nobody being like, hey, dude, like, he's he's not like winking at the camera like, can you believe it? I'm into this That whole movie Muppet. winks at the camera, but he himself is playing yeah. it 100% straight, yeah. which was, yeah. is what makes it so perfect. And yeah. actually, uh, Diana Rigg is also playing it oh, yeah. 100% straight. Man. It's so weird to see that, like, now she's on Game of Thrones and stuff, and back then she was, like, acting against Miss Piggy. Yeah. My favorite thing about that movie will always be, and this is maybe my favorite Muppet moment of all time, is the opening credits of the movie, Gons is, like, them in a hot air balloon. And I feel like I've maybe even talked about this on the podcast We have. We've quoted, we've literally done the origin of, it's, hey, a movie. Yeah, we were talking about that. I just love Gonzo just musing about what it would be like to jump out of a hot air balloon. (laughs) It's so good. Like, that's as real as we need to get. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's just just like, weird asides. I don't want to see any of them actually I think my like, favorite part, be murdered. Yeah. That would be dumb. My favorite part of that movie, I think, is that uh, the opening of the movie takes place... Uh, Kermit is narrating mm-hmm. how we play two reporters. Like, yeah. He's like telling you what their roles are yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And that's why I think it's great. Even like Community Roger Rabbit... It's great because they're still acting like weird cartoon people. Yeah. Even though they're surrounded by real they, people. They follow the tropes of yeah. cartoons. Yeah. And the real people follow the tropes of detective movies. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so good about it. There's guys and dolls and there's cartoons. So if anyone watches Happy Time Murders, we're not going to watch it. But let us know. Yeah. If maybe, it actually maybe, does all that. Maybe, maybe Melissa good. McCarthy totally plays it straight against these yeah. things. But I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. The if you the trailer doesn't look good. The ultimate playing it straight against a Muppet. Uh, there's, I think, my two favorite of all of them is Michael Caine in mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas oh, he Carol. Plays it so straight, which is absolutely perfect. He doesn't crack once. Yeah, he, he seems acts like, like legit scared. He acts like he's acting against human people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah, and the other one is uh, the Rita Moreno fever sketch in yeah, which. Uh, by the way, that that episode of the Muppet Show earned her. Oh, she got an Emmy, right? She got an Emmy for that, and that was the last thing in her EGOT. Wow! So she got the EGOT from the Muppet Show. I think that's the ultimate EGOT because there's no way that you could say, "Oh, she just did that to get an Emmy." Right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's true. Like now, like a lot of times when people see it, they'll see like you know uh, some musician will like make a song for a Broadway play, you know, and it'll be like, yeah. ah, this person's just going after that EGOT. Well, I mean, that's like Anne Hathaway with the, with, oh yeah. Uh, Les Miserables. Doing it's it like, on. this is the Oscar, but <laughs> this is, you're crying and you're like, you're, you cut <laughs> yeah. your hair and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're going for it. This is your one. And it's kind of off-putting, but yeah. you can't say that about going on nah, the Rita show. Rita Moreno is just a, a treasure. It's a pure win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who look like Muppets, <laughs> making a hard <laughs> what turn. What an interesting transition, please. Speaking of people who look like about. Muppets, uh, Quentin Tarantino. 
Uh, okay, yeah, I can see it. The <laughs> Quentin Tarantino Muppet would be very good. <laughs> yeah. This was the other one you wanted to talk about? Yes. Other So, uh, for those who don't know, he's making a movie about the Charles Manson murders. Not just about that. It's about Hollywood in the 60s, it's about right Hollywood. around the time of that. Yes. And it's it's kind of... Is that 1969? Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. 68 or 69? It's kind of based on those real events, and then I think there's going to be some other fictional elements in there yeah so i'll give you the the premise so the premise is leonardo dicaprio Mm -hmm. is an actor he does a lot of like westerns and stuff in late 60s hollywood Mm -hmm. and brad pitt is his stunt double nice and those two hang out all the time and they live on the roman polanski estate Mm. in like a side house you know what i mean so they're around all this weird 60s hollywood trying to find their place as things are rapidly changing in hollywood okay and in the meantime squeaky from and charles manson and that whole crew yeah so for those who don't know the charles manson family uh led by charles manson killed roman plansky's then wife sharon tate who, who was also an actress yeah who in her own right was a famous yeah actress. she was very famous and she was pregnant at the time i've never and, seen anything with her have you uh i've not she wasn't in that many movies because she died young right so so anyway the question i was going to ask you is yeah do you think he's going to jump the shark with this movie i want you to define jump the shark before i answer this yeah i guess there's multiple ways where it could go which is like one being that the movie will just be ridiculous. Well, it's going to be ridiculous because it's Tarantino. But Yeah, but ridiculous in a way that, like, is not good. So you mean, like, or you think it's going to be a self-parody of a Tarantino movie directed by Tarantino? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Or just that he personally will, like, kind of run into any of the many pitfalls, par- yeah, pitfalls in the route of... Uh, promoting this movie <laughs> well the promotion is going to be bad oh boy he'll, he'll step in it for sure <laughs> he's gonna step in it. i don't know if quentin tarantino can survive in the me too era no but he's so personally weird anyway yeah for sure and he's such I mean, a provocateur yeah and it's a movie that will absolutely have someone playing roman polanski at some point right they just cast him today yeah. literally today and for those who don't know uh, Roman Polanski should be in prison. Yes. So Roman Polanski, post all of this, went on to make some more movies mm-hmm. and also uh, allegedly uh, rape an underage teen. And then after he basically was... Was he, it like after he, he got charged? I think he... He fled the I country. I think he pled guilty because he thought that they would give him a plea deal and then they decided, no, we're going to charge you to the full extent. And he was like, wait a minute, I thought this. And then he left. And then he moved to Europe and is never back in America. And he's never come back. Even And he when he won an Oscar in 2001 for The Pianist, someone had to accept it in his yeah. place because he couldn't come into the country because he would rightfully... Be arrested. It, yeah, be arrested for yeah. a terrible crime. He would have been re-arrested, I usually Yeah, should that's say. actually probably more accurate. Uh, so. so anyway, uh, it's a big mess for, for to make a movie about. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and and uh, Quentin Tarantino is not known for his tact. Or subtlety. <laughs> or subtlety. So, or politics, or like gender uh, yeah. politics, I would say. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, I don't know. He's interesting. Right off the bat, I'm gonna, I think it's going to be fantastic, and I'm super excited the for movie the movie itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino is just in his prime still. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's made a bad, a legitimately bad movie. Mm-hmm. I have a couple least favorite ones of his, yeah. but I think they're all very, very It's not good. like it's trending towards your least favorites no, as it goes No, because actually, yeah. Hateful Eight is... 
was one of my favorite ones of his. Mm -hmm. I love that movie, and I don't think anyone else does, and I understand completely why. Yeah. It's essentially a almost three-hour stage play Mm -hmm. that is also a movie. Yeah. That's basically just like a... It's literally just a three-hour Agatha Christie stage play. Yeah. That's all that movie is. Yeah. And I love it. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. But I absolutely get why someone wouldn't, but no one else is making a movie like that. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about it. Mm-hmm. And he's casting such interesting people in the primes of their careers. Yeah. Especially like older, well, older guys. Yeah. He could ca- stand to cast some older women as well. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't think that's a worldview he gets. No. I don't think he could write for older women that well. Yeah. I and think I it would be a disservice. Yeah, it would so be. So I'm almost okay with him just <laughs> yeah. writing for men. Yeah. As long as he's not exploiting women. Like he's giving, yeah. uh, what's her name? Uma Thurman's uh, stunt double a bunch of roles. Uh-huh. So that's great. Yeah, it's it's it would be weird. There's no way he would do it well. And he does other writing things for well. older women. Yeah. yeah, and he does for other sure. things well. I mean, you sh- so. like like any writing thing, you should just write them as their person. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. But I don't think you can do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Honestly, no. Yeah. Like there there are Here's the thing. I want him to continue to make movies Mm -hmm. because I think he is a singular vision that I enjoy. Yeah. But I think there should also be opportunities for other people to write other types of movies. So, you know. Yeah. Can we have our cake and eat it too? Who knows? Yeah. Well, and you can't fake having like female perspectives in in movies by having a guy write roles for them. Yeah. That's not the best way to probably get it. I mean, mean, like probably someone can. Like anyone, like I said, once again. Write them like they're a person. Yeah. And I'd say, like, uh, Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill is mm-hmm. absolutely tremendously good. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Where am I going with this? I have no idea. Uh, who knows? But, you, but you're right. Women should get to write more yeah. for, like, more characters, men yeah. and women in general. So. Anyway. Boy, let us know if we stepped in it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do think this movie's going to be awesome. And I don't have any reasoning why other than. The cast is absolutely insane. Yeah. And well, he's he, touching on so many interesting people in the primes of their careers. Both mm-hmm. back when, you know, when the movie's set, mm-hmm. you know, there's like, he's cast someone to be Steve McQueen and Bruce Lee. And like oh, nice. People. And uh, at the same time, it's going to be Leo and Brad Pitt and yep. uh, Margot Robbie yep. and Sharon Tate. That'll be cool. And uh, just a bunch of cool people. And I feel like... I don't know. Dakota Fanning is Squeaky From. I just want to say that one. Oh, That's man. my most exciting has one. Has Charles Manson been cast? Yes. Well, oh, someone has been cast that it's assumedly going to be playing Charles okay, Manson. Yeah. They haven't said specifically this person's And playing. I feel like this movie plays well to Tarantino's strengths, which is just writing extreme tension yeah. into like conversations. Extreme tension and the almost fetishization of Hollywood. Yeah. To, and like, violence. Yeah. I mean, like, what's the last... Has he made other movies about movies? Inglorious Bastards is sort of about movies. Because yeah. there's a person who writes, works in a movie theater. But has he really done one about movies? Not really. The, which is kind of surprising. Some of the characters in Death Proof are stunt people, which is a, yeah. a side thing to it. I've seen things about Django Unchained being kind of representative of that. Of like the the dentist guys, I can't remember all the details of it. Huh. Part of it being, I think, him pretending to be a, having this like fake persona and sure. it kind of being like a show and I don't. Oh, know. I see. Interesting. 
like how uh, Inception not, yeah, is, kind is of actually that. about the filmmaking yeah. process. Like it can be. That's fine. I'm actually surprised now that you say that that Quentin Tarantino isn't one of those people who he's seemingly talking about the craft. Yeah, like he seems like he could fall into that. I but think he the doesn't. trick is that he just loves moments in movies. Yeah, he loves what movies can do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the 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 craft of crafting. Yeah, like. Of course, Christopher Nolan cares about the craft of crafting. He's a technical he's, guy. Yeah, he's all about the technical stuff. He loves yeah. like, let's do a bunch of takes. Let's do this, and you know, what I mean, let's, let's do it all on film. Yeah, Although Quentin Tarantino might do that too. I don't know. He does, but for different reasons. Yeah, he just likes the feel of it. Sure, yeah, that's what you know someone would do back in the day. And yeah, so that's what he's doing. Yeah, he said he actually said he would quit if he couldn't shoot on film. <laughs> if like film was gone, yeah. he wouldn't make any more movies. And I think his thing is also that he loves old movies. Yeah, exactly. So, so all of his stuff is an homage to old Hollywood yeah. and all this stuff. I mean, going to movies all the time and then also working at a video store and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's the mm-hmm. perfect person for that. Mm-hmm. And someone like Christopher Nolan is just like a technical... He yeah. just like wants to craft a story for you. He just loves cinematography, probably. Yeah, basically <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So probably loves lighting. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes, I'm sure he does. Yeah, but oh man, uh, yeah, I think this movie's gonna rule, and I don't have any good reason why I think it's gonna rule, mm-hmm. other than I loved Hateful Eight. Yeah, and I get that because I am basically that for anything that I see that. Scorsese's gonna make oh sure I just see news that he's gonna make a movie and I'm I just get so psyched because I feel like he's been just been ramping up oh sure as yeah. he's like lately and so I'm just like uh, yes and actually also speaking of DiCaprio they might make a movie of the book I just finished which you uh, bought oh yeah Killers, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon Flower Moon very interesting book uh, that'd be cool it would be tough to make yeah but I'm sure they I can think do they're it. gonna do it. Nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I do get. There aren't a lot of movies I just get like super excited for mm-hmm. anymore. I have been. I, I don't know. I can't tell if I'm jaded. Like <laughs> yeah. Or if I think all the auteurs of that I got really excited for back in the day just aren't doing as much stuff anymore. Yeah. Or. Well, the, you watch the all, Hollywood system works differently now. You watch all their movies that are out now, and yeah. then it's like, oh, then you gotta wait two years. Now I gotta to wait make another for the one. Next, now I gotta wait for the next Coen Brothers movie, yeah. which is coming out this year, which I'm very excited. What's about. What's that one? Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's Boy, it was gonna they, be a. They uh, go nuts with those titles. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it was going to be a Netflix TV show, mm-hmm. and they decided to just turn it into a movie instead mm-hmm. for Netflix. I think it's gonna premiere on Netflix, but they're also bringing it to Con or something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm excited. Tim Blake Nelson is awesome. The star, so I think it's gonna be great. But like, I get excited for them. Mm-hmm. I generally get excited for like Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. although he hasn't made anything in a long time. Yeah, never mind Dunkirk. I was oh, excited for that, and I was a little I like underwhelmed. I loved it. David Fincher. David Fincher. I always get excited for him. Uh, I mean, Tarantino is the big one. Yeah. Whenever I just hear like the idea of what he's gonna do, I'm Mm -hmm. pumped. Like, Mm -hmm. I followed the Hateful Eight stuff for years, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I'm the only one that likes it. Yeah. But (laughs) I always get pumped when either Sofia Coppola or Spike Jones have a movie. Oh sure. See, and those guys, those two, I don't. I'm not like ever that excited about because I haven't seen enough of their stuff. Oh yeah. To care, I probably should, but like, I. It's just like finding someone at like the prime of their career, like stumbling into it then mm-hmm. instead of later on. Yeah. Like 
I think Martin Scorsese is maybe an exception for you because he's having like this weird late career renaissance where he's making weird stuff and it's awesome. Yeah. But like I'm not getting excited for I don't even have a good example. Spielberg, Spielberg thing. We had a we had a director <laughs> yeah. episode already where we yeah. talked about some of this, but you know, like it's cool to catch them on like the crest of the wave a little bit. Yeah, that is a bit more fun to follow. And I think Tarantino's wave has just been a very steady wave for a long time. Yeah. Because he's so weird. Yeah. Well, and that's why I was excited to for uh, Detroit, the newest Catherine oh, Bigelow yeah. movie. But it wasn't that good. That's such a bummer, isn't <laughs> it? It's like the most crushing thing when you're excited for a movie and the movie is underwhelming. Yeah. I it but in, is, in like a deep way. Like yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I'm excited to go see... The new Avengers movie. Like, yeah. I am, but I'm not like, it, my world doesn't like begin and end on this <laughs> yeah. movie. Well, and I have it also where I am crushed, but I'm also like slightly relieved. Really? Because I sometimes have it where if I have a director whose things I like, yeah, and then I see another one of their movies and I like it again, yeah. I'm always in a little bit of the back of my head just like, did I like it just because I really wanted it to be good? Yeah. And it's actually not good. Uh, and then, I trust myself enough to not worry about that. I, I I feel like I am very open to the problem of it being either like that I expect it to be good or yeah. like the mood that I'm in yep. or whatever. And then I'll watch a movie again like a couple of years later. I'm like, that wasn't even close to as good as I remember. It yeah, that's always tough. Yeah. And so I and I it, movies are weird that way where I have had it where I will list a movie as like one of my 50 favorite movies and i saw it once yeah. like eight years ago that's the cool trick about movies yeah. is that you can see a two hour you, you can spend two hours of your life yeah with it and you will think about it for the next you know like five years yeah it's insane yeah. i like the thing yeah i listed the thing as one of my favorite movies i had seen it once yep and then this year i saw it again yeah and I was like, there's a good reason I picked this. Yeah. It's still great. So when I watch either a movie that I expected to like and then I don't, or yeah. a movie that I used to like and I still like it, I'm like, yes, I don't have to rewatch all these movies <laughs> to like make sure they're still good. Yeah, there's definitely some that I would need to see again yeah. that I probably wasn't in the right. And even just having a frame of reference for who the movie's made by and what mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. is such a huge deal. Yeah. I think of like, I watched like Traffic back in 2004, maybe, by Steven Soderbergh. And I was like, what? This is dumb. I think it's still dumb, though. Yeah, (laughs) it probably is. But I didn't have the context to know why I didn't like it. Oh, sure. If that makes sense. Now I'd just be like, eh, not one of Soderbergh's best. And before I would have been like, this is a movie about drugs. And I think drugs are boring. (laughs) Yeah. Which both of those can be true. But it's nice to have a context for why you dislike something. Yeah, That's probably. why you should see mediocre movies every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I Man, you said you saw a movie that was very mediocre. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, so Lauren and I watched the movie on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, uh-huh. uh, Like Father, which stars Kristen Bell and Doc, uh, Frazier. Frazier. I don't know his name. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> we'll just call him Frazier. Kel- Kelsey Grammer. And Never heard of it. It is just... It's fine. <laughs> like That's the thing. It's not even yeah. like offensively bad yeah it's just boring yeah not even boring it's like <laughs> yeah. i watched the whole thing it was fine but i almost never quit movies so yeah same. but it's it's just not like like you could see the strings you know what i mean oh like, yeah there's a couple times where like one or the other would just do the like here's your monologue mm-hmm. like you get to cry in this one yeah it's like all right this is fine i had a very similar thing in that 
me and Lydia watched Fracture, a movie starring Anthony Hopkins, uh, Ryan Gosling, and Rosamund Pike. That sounds like a movie came that out, it shouldn't be bad. came out in like 2007. Ooh, interesting. And it's basically like Anthony Hopkins kind of doing Hannibal Lecter again, but like less insane. Like okay. he doesn't eat anybody, oh. but he is like this diabolical guy who murdered his wife. Gotcha. And like is his own... Uh, tries to defend himself in court mm-hmm. and then ryan gosling is like this hotshot lawyer who kind of thinks he's above this and doesn't really pay attention yeah and then kind of has to like salvage this case yep but it was like one of the very few movies where i actually in my head predicted what the ending of the movie was going to be oh that i never sucks. do that because i, I don't either i don't try to. i'm always so in the moment that yeah. i'm like there's no way i can predict this plus but, like, it, but that, why try? You're right. Yeah, it seems like, like a great way to ruin the movie for yourself. Yeah, you only get to watch this for the first time once. Yeah. Why do you want to like try to foil figure it this out. movie? Yeah, like who are you? What are you trying to prove? Yeah, who's gonna and who's gonna believe you? <laughs> Unless you're like literally sitting next to someone and you yeah. try and you try and predict it to them. In which yeah. case, you're an asshole. Why would you do that either? Why would you ruin it for it someone else? For them. I can't stand when people are like, "Oh, it's not coming." <laughs> yeah. Who cares? So anyway. I, I predicted what was going to happen in this yeah. movie because it was just kind of... You couldn't not predict yeah, it. Yeah, they just sold it. They just show... It was almost like you get to that point in a movie where they're not going to show this moment yeah. unless it's going to come up later. For sure. Like, the themes of the movie aren't strong enough for there to be any reason why they're going to show this guy reading this idea out of this legal book. Yep. yep. You know? yeah, <laughs> it's totally. like, it's going to come up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a bummer, though. I don't know. I want to get back to the thing about yeah. people, like, predicting movies, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why do people, like, want to watch a movie like it's a competition? I don't get it. I don't like, know. Like, I, I think that's... That's where I think I hate the most about kind of nerd culture in general. Suddenly yeah. getting really into cinema. and mm-hmm. I mean, we're us, so what do yeah. we have to say? But at least we enjoy it. Yeah. I cannot stand it when people... When you bring up a movie and immediately the person's like, oh, I wasn't good. I don't like it that much. And they don't have a good reason why. Sure. They're just like... They just want to not like things to not like them. Oh, yeah. And they want to say, like, I predicted it. Like, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. that good. Yeah. And there's no good reason for it. Like, I... There's a lot of movies that I hate. Yeah. Not a lot. I will generally enjoy... Even, like, watching that fifth Pirates movie, I was like, I'm enjoying myself. Even if it's unbelievably dumb. Yeah. But if I don't like a movie, I actually have a good reason why I don't like the movie. Mm -hmm. It's not just, I I don't like this because it doesn't relate to me specifically. Yeah. That's not a good reason anymore. Yeah. I feel like with people who... If they say they didn't like a movie because they were able to predict what was going to happen. Yeah. I feel like something that I think they're getting right, but they don't like consciously think about it, is the fact that if they were spending a lot of the movie trying to figure out what was going to happen, then I think the movie probably wasn't very compelling. Yeah. You know, if that's what they're... If they're not thinking about, like, what's happening in the movie... Or what the characters are thinking about in the situation. Yeah, they're just or, kind of into it. Yeah, then I think that's a good sign that they're not enjoying the movie that much. Yeah, it's and they're just true. thinking about the plot yeah. and what's going to happen. Or it's a sign that they're just real weirdos yeah, who don't a get lot of movies at all. Pedantic jerks who <laughs> yeah. just want to say, like, oh, I knew what was coming. Yeah. That really grinds my gears. Yeah. I, I just assume, can't handle that. I assume it's people who 
probably spend a lot of time like that's their context for these movies is talking with other people about, so like you talk about like nerd movies specifically yeah. and yeah. i think maybe that's a thing of they spend a lot of time before the movie comes out talking about like what they think is going to happen in the movie, trying yeah. to predict the content of the movie right. with other people who yes. have opinions also yep. about what the content might be, and I because it's based on a comic book. Yeah, they read. I read a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I read what you know. Hey, someone got cast in this movie. Are they this person? Yeah. Or you know, just people's fan theories for what they think is going to happen in Star yeah. Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Which is so funny because then episode eight came out and just <laughs> annihilated yeah. all theories almost intentionally, yeah. which I know some people were mad at, but those are the people who I think I've spent too much time thinking about it and not enough yeah. time just enjoying it. Well, and they put their enjoyment of the movie, part of that, they make it about whether or not they were right. Yeah, exactly. And which is a bummer. Yeah, and you can, if you like, dislike a movie for legitimate reasons, yeah. hey... I mean, we're with Great. you. We do too. Yep. There are plenty of movies that we think are a lot terrible of them are bad for reasons that we think we are good at explaining, at least. Yeah, but hopefully, I think just some people. <laughs> I can just think of specific people, sure, and they're just so pedantic about it. Yeah, and it's like I didn't like when this person did this one thing. Why? I just didn't like it. <laughs> That's not good enough. Does it not fit with the story? Did sure. It, this this actor like shoot someone that you love or like sure. personally well that's not usually the part of it that bothers me like if somebody like i feel like if if somebody doesn't like something and they don't know why yeah i almost consider that to be like good for you like yeah, you know what i mean like you can just like like or dislike the movie on just like a subconscious level yeah which i think is probably Maybe there's, more enjoyable. There's something to that, I'd say. But You're then right. also, I think a lot of people... I don't know those people, though. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people who you would be thinking of, or the types of people you'd be thinking of, yeah. who wouldn't be able to say why they don't like the movie, it's probably because it's not based on something that's in the movie. I think, yeah. I think the trouble is that they they come out of the movie not liking it. Mm-hmm. They don't know why they don't like it, and then they so they go and something. they go and search for someone else who yeah. also didn't like it, and those people have like reasons that are they just glom onto someone else's reasons for you know what? Yeah, I thought that was dumb too. Yeah, and like, a lot of people, a lot of times, and I feel like I mentioned this before, people kind of fo- they they uh, they don't always make it up. Sometimes they make up like a thing to push all of their disliking of the movie onto. Yes, for the sure. ultimate being, in my opinion, Ewoks. Oh, Return yeah. of the Jedi. Totally. Return of the Jedi was weird. Was a lot weird. of the emotional things were weird. Yeah. Luke acted like a bizarre guy the whole movie. And then people, <laughs> you know, like... I never thought of that. A I lot mean, of yeah, the... Maybe. If you look at the conversation between him and Leia, like when he discovers their siblings, it's bizarre. It's a little stilted, yeah. And people kind of just... I think they came out of the movie and they didn't want to say the character of Luke was bad because they already liked the character of Luke. They didn't want to say whatever. They, the, I think they just didn't want to say, well, we had this previous movie that was like very like raw and emotional yeah. and like the dialogue was great. Yeah. And this one just didn't deliver as well. Yeah. And so, and or maybe they just can't think it through or whatever. And so they're like, you know what? I bet it was this Ewoks. Yeah. It was the tiny bears. Yeah. I couldn't take them seriously because they were tiny bears. Yeah, for sure. And they kind of just push it all onto something. And I think now people frequently 
push it onto things which are completely not legitimate. No, 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 no. So and they make a twenty-minute YouTube video on it. Yeah, and they'll just push it on like there's the, like an industry for that now. Yeah, and, it's and so they'll just sad. push it on like oh, I didn't like it because it's like starring a girl. Right. Yeah. That's or something. Honestly, a lot and of it's it. a bummer. It's it's so uh, I just hate it. I don't know. I hope that. Even with us ragging on a movie we haven't seen yet <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of this episode, that we at least come off like we generally like movies. Yeah. Like, I think, <laughs> I don't think we could do this if we didn't, like, legitimately love movies. I like most movies. I do, too. I've realized how I'll watch a movie and just know it's bad, mm-hmm. but I still... I'm really enjoying myself. Or like really bleak movies. Oh, for I sure. love bleak movies. Well, yeah, you do. I don't like bleak TV shows because it's like you got to come back to it every week. Yeah. And you got It's almost like you got to make yourself get into it over and That's over. That's what's so cool about movies, though, is that you can just like for this two hours be in this yeah. thing and then you're done. It yeah. tells a complete thing from beginning to end. And it's, yeah. And that's it. Serialized television, though, is like, well, I got to be in this for seven seasons or whatever. I can't yeah. do that. It's much more like it takes you over. Yeah, for sure. I don't want that. <laughs> I we like TV too, but we're not. It's, it's not so much TV shows. No, so much movies, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I every once in a while assume that I'm gonna get sick of movies. You think so? Or that I'm gonna like? Because we've we even talked about one time when we were talking about Marvel movies yeah. about how all right we're gonna watch Avengers and then we're gonna watch the next Avengers and then we're gonna be done. Yeah. <laughs> But it's That's like, it. but no, I keep, I keep, thinking, I want to, I want to see the next Spider-Man movie. I keep movie. thinking that about, about movies in general. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to, I got one more year in me and then I'm going to stop yep. following yep. them. But that's not going to happen. Paul Thomas Anderson, one more. No, I'm just kidding. I love They're going to keep Anderson. being good. I, I, I think I'm going to, I think Guillermo is going to be that for me. Oh yeah. He's going to make one and I'm just going to be like, uh, I don't need to. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Cause he's great, but like, he's so uneven. And he's such has such a strong vibe. Yeah, generally I like it. Yeah. Terry Gilliam, I already gave up on him. Like, oh yeah, his early stuff is all I need. I don't know. Someday I'll see Man of La Mancha, but probably not. No, I don't know. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter yeah. at at so much movies. Yeah, I'm gonna hopefully eventually start up like an Instagram and stuff as well. Yeah, where we'll kind of go through all of the episodes one at a time. Next time, we're hopefully going to have both seen Jurassic Park recently. I just did, so yes. You just saw it. I'm going to try to watch it so we can do Jurassic Park. I want to do a Mad Max episode. Yep. I want to do... I just saw Point Break recently. I want to talk about that. Yes. You love it, and I'm ambivalent on it. Jordan has questions. I have questions. Why? Why is that (laughs) movie? We'll get to it. Okay. Well, all right. Um, Bye. Bye. (laughs) 